We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. All right, so we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna call it "fuck it, we'll do it live," and we're just not gonna edit any of this. We're gonna just shoot the shit about whatever has been bugging us this week. Yeah, so I have it. with me tonight. I'm Mike from Turn Left to See Him, and I got Nick, he him from the Intervention Podcast, and Brandon, he him from Cars and Comrades. How's it going, you guys? What's up, man? Pretty good. Cool, cool. So let's just get right into it. Nick, you want to start streaming this video? The first thing, so everybody's just going to bring something that's like been bugging them for the week. That's the only idea I had behind this, and it's going to be just like a loose format. We're going to shoot the shit and just like rage out about some stuff. So let's, we're going to watch a, an Andrew Tate video since this guy is really hot right now. Yay. <laughs> selfish person. That's all they're trying to do is convince you and teach you to be extremely selfish. Mm. Let me tell you something. Depression is not real. Feeling depressed. So just right off the bat, he's saying, like, they're trying to convince you to be an extremely selfish person. Like, that kind of stuck out to me because it's like, that's actually true. Like, whoever the they is, like, of course, people who have no class analysis or no material analysis have to find a shadowy they. And I can only imagine if you try to drill down who he would say that they is, it would probably be some form of, you know, bankers, as we know. But, um, right. I think that that is a funny way to like, again, avoid criticizing capitalism, but still make a anti-capitalist criticism. But then the whole depression is not real. Again, it's like this whole, this guy's entire thing, just like Jordan Peterson or all these grifters will be that they sort of stumble on class analysis, but always weasel out of it because they can't actually criticize capitalism. So this whole depression thing isn't real. It's like, I would agree that like most people probably aren't depressed. They just live in a society that they are not adjusted to because it's an unnatural society. But unless you guys have anything, you can keep playing it. No, I mean, I just wanted to add that, like, in everything I've seen of this guy, to that point of actually, like, actually getting at a true root of any problem, he individualizes everything. It's all mm -hmm. about what I do, my life or your life or my advice for you, young, young man, to go out and get laid because you're too, quote, unquote, depressed to be able to do it, right? Like, but it's all... All of his solutions are just still down to like this individual framework, right? Which again is just an inherent problem of this whole fucking society as it is. So, not to mention I his point out that uh, I saw this pictures of this guy three or four times before I realized it wasn't Pitbull. Yeah, dude, I thought that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say not to mention his like raging emotional insecurity and just like total immaturity that he uses like sort of charisma and his career to to justify and kind of weasel out of but uh go ahead and play it if you want but you feel depressed and that is a natural biological evolutionary trigger for you to change something in your life that's that's your own mind telling you you're unhappy about x if i went to jail today i'd be depressed because i'm in jail yeah. i haven't caught depression that's a material condition bud yeah I'm I'm like, yo, pancake lover, <laughs> you're depressed because you're fat and you can't get a girlfriend. Do you understand? No matter what the worst thing that could possibly happen to me on earth. Hey, pause it for a second. Sad, but I will Do you guys know where this guy's from? Hell. He's got like a weird thing. Like when I heard him talk, I'm like, this guy sounds like he's from Baltimore or something. But then he does the weird thing where he has like his English T's where instead of like doing a T, he just like stops. And it's like, it, it's a weird thing. So I, I got to look up more to see what this guy's from. But I also, I'm not going to get into it right now because he gets it a lot worse on it later. But just the the whole, like you said, individualizing where he's like, oh, you, you're fat and you can't get a girlfriend. It's like, well, he, he's going to, like I said, he'll get into it later. Go ahead. Yeah. And I will not become depressed because I don't believe in depression. If you're in an old haunted house, haunted house, right? You have two people in two haunted houses. One believes in ghosts and one doesn't. You hear some noise in the night. The wind blows, right? The man who believes in ghosts is like, oh, no, a ghost. Now, he's scared, right? He wants an exorcist. He, start, he can't sleep. He's scared about ghosts. He's paranoid. Da -da. The guy who doesn't believe in ghosts, ghosts, wind, whatever. He goes back to sleep. Do you understand that it's the belief that gives it power? Right. If you don't believe in ghosts, the ghosts can't hurt you. 
If you don't believe in depression, you can't become depressed. Okay, so I don't believe I'm poor, so being poor can't fucking hurt me. Right? Sorry, sorry, Brandon. <laughs> if he's saying, if he says that they're in like creepy old houses, they make a lot of noise. But if if we're sticking with the claim that they're in haunted houses, then the person that he's being dismissive of is the one that is correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this whole like you cannot apply that at all. Like. I love when people have to remove it because it doesn't make any sense. Like what you just stop believing that you were depressed and then you all of a sudden are happy again. It doesn't work that way. Like, right. It's like, you know, he's talking about being fat or whatever, right? Like I don't believe like it just doesn't work like that in reality. Like what he's saying is make, makes no sense at all in any context. Uh, what a dummy. How does this guy have millions of followers now? And like, where did he even come from? Like, this is like a pretty recent phenomenon, okay, so isn't it? From what I understand, he was a UFC fighter or is a UFC fighter. And that's how he got like an initial platform and then okay. started just speaking a lot. And this is the kind of thing, like, if you have a even semi-coherent or consistent message, even if that message is god awful, even if it's like, literally, you're just a shitty person, if you're semi-consistent about it and you just say the same misogynistic things all the time, you will gain a following because... Yeah. There's a whole bunch of disaffected men who are really alienated under capitalism, and they are looking for somebody to tell them, someone to tell them exactly what they want to hear. You know what I mean? They want to hear that, like, no, actually, it's good for you to be like a total asshole to every girl you meet, and then weed out all the ones who can't tolerate that, and then only keep like a whole bunch of like I don't know, like emotionally fragile girls who, you know, I guess like being treated badly. You know what I mean? Who also are suffering under capitalism and have their own traumas to deal with. It's like, this is creating like, just fucking go to therapy. You guys just go to therapy. Go ahead play the video. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just, the only thing I'll say is like, I would like to see like the Venn diagram of Jordan oh, Peterson and Andrew Tate listeners, because I bet you the overlapping <laughs> section is enormous. Well, the whole reason I even thought to do this this week was that tweet that said, Andrew Tate is just Jordan Peterson for guys who can't read. Cause that's perfect. <laughs> that's a, a perfect right. encapsulation. <laughs> that's going to weaken me. Why would I believe in something that's going to weaken my ability to deal with problems in life? Why would I do that? I'm temporarily immortal. Did you understand? What does that you mean? <laughs> I'm temporarily immortal, and I'm not going to waste my living years believing in things which take power from me. Because mm -hmm. I'm not an idiot. Uh, real men cry, and if women can cry, men can cry too. There's nothing wrong with it. And there absolutely is something wrong with it, and I'll explain to you why. Life as a man is far more difficult than life as a woman. And one of the key components of man <laughs> sure, always has been and always will be we have the ability to control ourselves and not act emotionally. Females not are more act. emotionally driven. What is that accent, dude? Than a good man. Yeah, I have no idea. Saying that, his I whole like crying, affectation so I is actually like really off to me. It's weird, right? It's un like the Uncanny Valley kind of thing. Maybe his accent's gotten all fucked up from living in Eastern Europe now. Because you know that's the case, right? No, I don't. Oh, you don't know about him evading sex trafficking charges by moving to Eastern Europe? No. Yeah. I mean, he literally said he went to Eastern Europe because I think the definition of rape or what they consider rape is like a little bit more lax over there. Uh, so that just... and all, I've only seen one video of him before this, and I think it's the one that you saw because he said that, that like, yeah, something like that. And also uh, that they're a little bit less inclined to go after you for it yeah so he, he basically admitted in a in a single like 30 second stretch that uh he moved there because he could get away with sexual assault and rape and i, th I think he actually has pending charges in the u.s that's what somebody told me i don't know if that's true i haven't fact checked that but yeah. uh somebody told me he has sex trafficking charges pending in the u.s Jesus um, also, in that same interview, he he said something about how it's okay to hit women. Like, I don't remember the quote, but like, regardless of context, it was very clearly like sometimes you got to hit women. Yeah, I mean, just, I'm surprised at all. Like, listen to this guy. Like, yeah, and just keep in mind that the title of this video is Andrew Tate Advice for Men, all yeah. capitals, compilation fire emoji. Right. <laughs> so this is the guy <laughs> with the best advice for men. Jesus. But yeah, I can't figure it out because his accent sounds different in this video than, than, than it did in the previous one. It's like he's like putting the English on a little bit harder. I don't know. It's weird. He's saying, well, I felt like smashing his face in 
so I smashed his face in. This makes me a real man. No, the hallmark of a real man is controlling himself, controlling his emotions, and acting appropriately regardless of how he feels. And throughout human history, this is exactly how men had to live their lives. Do you think that the teenagers storming the beaches of Normandy felt like crying? Of course they did. But they also knew that that wasn't the correct thing for them to do. They had a duty to commit to, they had honor, and they did what they were supposed to do regardless of how they felt. That is the mark of a man. Weakness and absolute submission to your feelings are not the hallmarks of men. It's not the way society has ever been built. It's never been built off the backs of men who were crying their eyes out because they felt like crying. That is literally just toxic masculinity defined. It's like men imposing standards on other men and then complaining that they are oppressed. And which is ironic because a lot of dudes will make fun of women, like the misogynistic dudes who be like, oh, it's only women who notice when women wear the same thing twice or whatever. It's like, I don't know. They're literally just doing the thing that they, they're, they're making an oppressive system and then claiming that they are the victims of it. I don't know. You can express emotions all you want. It's just like, yeah, you do have to kind of control yourself in a polite society. You can't just go around like raging out or sobbing all the time. But uh, everyone has to do that, not just men. Women can't do that shit either. Like, you have to be publicly appropriate. I'm sorry. That's just, we live in a society. Also, 100% there were teenagers on the beaches of Normandy fucking sobbing their eyes out. No shit. It's okay to be afraid in situations like that. Jesus Christ. Right. I also like that he's, you know, making this broad statement about like the anthropology of men throughout history. Right. And the most recent example is a falsification of, like you said, Brandon, of like what Normandy was actually like, right? Like this is the, this is the oldest example he can give of when he's saying, Oh, this is how men have been forever. Right. It's like, don't you think you'd want to dig a little bit deeper if you're like a little bit further back, if you're going to want to make a statement like that. Yeah. If, if I can derail us ever so slightly, um, born in Chicago, raised in, uh, Lutton or Luton, England. So, yeah, weird, weird. But man, if he was raised there, shouldn't he have a more distinct accent? I think maybe this guy is, is af- afraid of who he is as a person. Maybe <laughs> he is the one who really needs to do people who want to tell you how to live are usually the people who are trying really hard to figure it out. And I see that in him. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do you know what we do for uh, for fun here, Brandon? <laughs> Uh, shit, shit on other people. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, that is what I noticed about this guy. He just comes off incredibly, incredibly insecure. Yeah. Like, especially when we get to the parts where he talks about relationships. But we'll we'll talk. We'll get. Yeah, there. like thou doth protest too much, right? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. <laughs> he he seems like somebody who started fighting because he had something to prove. Well, I mean, he exudes that from every pore, but it doesn't seem like he's really proven anything to himself. He's. He's the kind of guy that probably puts a lot of stock into dick size and he's got a tiny dick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only kind of men who advocate crying are the kind of men who do not have enough self-control to prevent themselves from crying. Because we're all human. There's times in your life, as a man, you're going to feel like crying. It's going to happen. But what you're supposed to do is not cry. Because this is a test in mental fortitude. And there is no physical fortitude. There is no financial fortitude. There is no other type of fortitude without mental fortitude. So when you feel like crying, you ensure you do not cry. And you act appropriately as a man should. Ahead, the men who say no, succumb. No, you know no, no. <laughs> Nobody who is comfortable with themselves is struggling to hide their accent that yeah. fucking hard. You know what it's I like to do It's out like every tenth word and it's just... Now that you have pointed it out to me and I've heard it, I can't stop and I'm fucking mad about it. Just uh, When you get emotions, just bottle them up, push them down, and hide them. You just want to not think about them. That's like the healthiest way to respond to any of those things. You know, have you, I'm sure you guys are familiar. The stereotype about like people on the left like not having fathers at all or just like having bad relationships with their dads. It's like, why doesn't anybody talk about the stereotype of people on the right having bad relationships with their moms? Because these people, right. like these guys who are toxically masculine, they always come off to me like they just literally have childhood trauma, maybe from their mom or maybe from both parents that they are not dealing with. And they just are emotionally stunted and they literally cannot deal with the fact that they have feelings and they can't express them in any kind of healthy way. I, it's just crazy. Uh, wild thought here. 
Um, I had a kind of rough relationship with my mom and I had a lot of issues when I was younger and I like did do some therapy and I'm on medication now and I grew the fuck up and I didn't start taking it out on all of the people around me. Cause that's all this, this, this idea of masculinity is, is all projection and domination. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you 100%. put it that way. Cause you nailed it. Like, especially when we get to relationship stuff, like what Brandon, you don't approach every relationship. Like it's a combat. <laughs> like it's literally like a UFC fight. That's that's weird. Why would you? Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I mean, and... oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like you know, we talked about him earlier moving to, you know, Eastern Europe, and I don't know. It just makes me think of like, and this is really broad, but the relationship between the Western world and everywhere else. And I think Eastern Europe's on that borderline where it's sometimes like the global South and sometimes it's not right. But it makes me think of that whole concept of Orientalism. Right. And he's going to, you know, fucking rape exotic women. And it just, we, the way you said like domination and like dominating people like that is so wrapped up into this guy's entire mindset and outlook on life. Right. And he's just a product of this shitty, shitty system in a lot of ways. If if I'm doing like a, a, a an armchair diagnosis of this dude, I have watched less than one minute cumulatively of him speaking, but I cannot see past the fact that like he seems to have no real sense of control in his life. So he yeah, he, he does the domination. Fighting is, is he can prove something to himself if he can prove that he can assert his dominance over other fighters. Uh, he wants to assert dominance over every woman in his life. Uh, even the like the nature of what these videos are, like advice for men. It's he's he's trying to show that he's the alpha. He's in control of himself, and you need to be like, oh, dude. It's so much stuff to prove. This guy is just an onion of <laughs> fucking. Um, he is a mess. But but he won't cry. So at least he's got that going for him. <laughs> Yeah, play it, Nick. Instantly to your emotions are the kind of people who have no self-control. And let me tell you something about men who have no self-control. Men who live without self-control are the kind of men who cry when their girlfriend cheats on them because she certainly does because she doesn't respect the little crybaby and she's only with you because she's ugly as fuck and she has to settle for a little soy boy pussy like you. And these guys sitting there, what they're little trying soy to do boy pussy. You cry is drag you down to their level. They look at people like me and I say, Ross, that's a big G. He's out there. He's fucking women. He's got his Lambo. He's a multi-millionaire, self-made, six, six foot four, four times kickboxing world champion, chess genius. I don't like... Oh, chess genius, too. <laughs> you need to cry more. He's Come back to that. drag me down to his level so I can be a little crybaby like him. And he wants everyone else who reads his tweets to be a crybaby, too, because the more little weaklings he can recreate, the less bad he'll feel about himself. No man wants to be a little crybaby if they're honest with themselves and no woman certainly wants to fuck a little crybaby so don't listen to the advice of people who are living lives you wouldn't want to live yeah because women like love emotionally stunted men right that are totally unavailable that's what women want i want to go back because we were just talking about like mommy issues or daddy issues let's i want to dissect something that you just joked about the the chess master thing I, when I read up to where he was from, one of the th things that I saw was that his, his dad is someone named Emery Tate, who is an international chess master. So what is he, what is he projecting there? With that, yeah. yeah. He, just, he just definitely dipped his toes into some daddy issues right there. That's a good I think, catch. <laughs> I think a big thing that he uh, kind of touched on, again, he'll get on later when he starts talking even more about relationships, but it's just like, this whole thing of like this paranoia that your girlfriend is going to cheat on you. And then all the contortions that these guys bend themselves in to prevent that from happening. And it's like, maybe just be like a nice guy. And I don't mean like a nice guy, like trademark, nice guy, like those guys, but I mean like an actual good person in your relationship, make them happy. Yeah. And you know, maybe people won't want to cheat on you and you don't have to treat it like a competition or also just be like a nice enough person that even if you were to get cheated on, then you just, move on with your life. You just don't, maybe don't hinge your entire self-worth and your self-esteem on your relationship status. Like if you have somebody to be with, it's just like, I don't know. I mean, I think you guys are probably both in committed relationships. If like, if I got cheated on, it would be a major upheaval, but I, I would 
probably just be single for a while and then yeah. i'm sure i'd find somebody eventually i don't i'm not worried that i'm gonna die alone but this guy has major worried about dying alone vibes like that's the thing and like you said like oh like you know that the meme of like the nice guy but you know there is something to be said about like actually having a good relationship and being emotionally available for somebody and like actually being able to talk to somebody on that level right without like being like oh i don't cry i can't talk about things like this right and it's amazing like you know you don't have to go out and do these shitty things to women you can find somebody that actually cares if you're like that with them if you're a true human fucking being well imagine having a partner like him that is so closed off and can't feel anything like the only he could only have a relationship on the absolute most superficial level possible right like yeah, yeah. A mutual attraction and they somehow find him tolerable to be around and that's that that's it because he can't open up about anything like he's 100 percent in control of everything all the time so there's there's no conflict in his life to discuss nothing just nope i'm in i'm in control i'm i'm the boss of everything allegedly <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> What's actually interesting is, I always use this analogy, if you could build yourself from the ground up, if you could literally just, like from a video game, just tick characteristic boxes and build yourself, nobody would choose to be a liberal soy boy. Nobody would choose to be a small, weak guy who has to cry when he gets upset. Did you have something, Brandon? No, I'm just like, yeah, oh, I would, I would ra that's... way rather be that than you. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the epitome of soy boy, man. I'm I've I've been vegan for twenty fucking years. Hey, congrats. Yeah, well, yeah. not nineteen coming up on twenty. At the same Close time, enough. I did want to say that like his thing about how nobody wants to be with like a crybaby or whiner, it's like that's true to a degree. Like I don't think anybody wants to be with someone who is whining and crying and just like, you know, a downer to be around all the time. But I think that like because there is something to be said for just being an adult, whether you're male or female or non binary or anything. To being someone who can take care of their shit, to being yeah. someone who can like react well in a in a situation that is stressful or whatever, it's like, but that literally has nothing to do with your gender, like, and it shouldn't. And it's like you're trying to claim all these things as masculine features when it's like that is inherently kind of misogynist because you're again assuming that other people can't be competent, can't be like, uh, can't think on their feet. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, it's annoying to me. I mean, he's painting this like Manichaean world where there's either like this like hard ass, you know, stoic dude, or you're a crybaby soy boy, right? Implying that there's like no like middle uh, ground yes, or nuance in between, right? Why can't I be like a soy boy two nights a week? Let me be a little bit soy. <laughs> no, just dude, soy boy, 20 years running, and I made that shit hard. <laughs> <laughs> one time i told oh sorry no go ahead man oh it's just dumb dumb anecdote i i uh at my last job that i i held for a good long while i waited six months before i let anyone there know that i was vegan uh just so i didn't have to hear shit about it yeah and then when I, it finally came out one of the guy's responses was uh and you know if anyone's listening like they can't tell what i look like but his response looking at me was dude i assumed you would eat raw meat yeah, Brandon looks like a hell of angel. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, that works for, uh, spot on. I've I've been at motorcycle rallies and done the three three beers deep defending Stalin thing. <laughs> hell yeah! Hell yeah! It went over real well. When they get that application form from God saying build yourself for your next life, would tick tall, strong, smart, mentally tough doesn't cry, gets pussy, rich. We, they, tap, they tick all the things- Please God, give me pussy. So Everything that I am, they tell me is bad. But if they had the choice to have these things instantly, they would sign up. And the reason they don't have these things is because all of these things come with hard work. To be physically strong, you have to work out, that's difficult. To be financially independent, you have to be smart, that's difficult. So they don't have these things because they're hard for them to acquire, but if they're very easy for them to acquire, they'd have them all. Nobody wants to be a crybaby. The mark of being a real man is not being a crybaby. The mark of a real man is walking down the street, five guys with knives coming up to try and rape your girlfriend, and you look at them in the face and say, fuck you. It's not crumbling into a ball, crying your eyes out and say, I have emotions too. 
I just want to say real quick, his whole little list that he gave of like qualifications for being able to get pussy, it's like being in shape, having a bunch of money, um, whatever else he listed, it's like you could be out of shape, you could be broke, you could be a bunch of things that are stereotypically unattractive, and if you just are like charismatic, if you're just like cool and funny, you funny. can definitely you can absolutely still get pussy. And you can have like any combination of like good features like that. Like you could have some money and then not have any of those other things, but then you're gonna get like some really insincere relationships. It's like this guy only gets away with being so shitty because he has a bunch of money and success and he's like a UFC fighter. He would not be able to like treat women this way if he like worked at a bank. And that's the problem with these guys is that they are influencing dudes who work at banks and mm-hmm. then they go out in the world and they think that they can act like this guy and then they're surprised when it doesn't work out well for them and their life yeah. doesn't turn out so well. <laughs> when they get their shit kicked in in the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, you're right. It's like the same thing. It's like the guy, all the guys that worked at like the fucking hedge funds watching the Wolf of Wall Street, right? And they mm-hmm. think, oh, I'm him, right? Like, no, you're not. He's not even him. <laughs> He's not even, exactly. He's not even him. This is a fucking movie. I don't worry about the hedge fund managers because if you're managing a hedge fund, dude, you get the wall anyway. I'm worried about the the yeah. fucking 13 and 14 year olds who are like, I, I don't want to like go too deep into like some weird philosophical shit that I've been trying to like learn about this week. But like, yeah, uh, th- this guy's dangerous in terms of how he's if if someone's 13 or 14 and and they're just maturing to the point where they're having relationships. And they're learning anything from him and think that this is in any way normal or acceptable behavior. Like if they don't have appropriate role models and such to say like, no, this is wildly not okay. Then this guy is going to fuck some kids up. Well, absolutely. I mean, like, I think this guy is like too dumb to really have like a, you know, any rock solid kind of coherent political ideology. No, he's not dumb. But- he just said he's smart. Weren't you listening? <laughs> but like to your point about like this is the kind of shit that like leads people to the alt right, right? Like, I mean, he's he's talking about like these are the kind of people, the people that would listen to him are the kind of people that like the alt right would actually like get onto because they say, Hey, we need to go back to this like traditional society where like women are submissive, right? Like you should have all these things and these are the problems, and they totally fucking miss the mark in terms of what actually like are at the root of society's problems. Right. But like, you're right. He is dangerous for that, like, disaffected 13, 14 year old. I don't even know how disaffected you would need to be for this guy to be a terrible influence because people can just be really impressionable at that age. Yeah, no, that's that's true, too. That just makes you a Guys come to me and they go, well, how should I act? Like, like when, when I've got act. guys who I train, like, how do I act? And I say, why are you acting? You're like, no. you have to act a certain way when a woman disrespects you. If a woman disrespects me, I haven't got to act shit because I'm pissed off for real. I'll, I'll never talk to her again for real. Like, there's no act. Like, when you talk to me like I'm a dickhead, fine, I'll never reply to you again. And then she'll, then she'll, then she'll lose her mind because she, she's never had a guy ignore her. You know, to me, it's not an act. They're coming along. What do I do here? What do I do there? You need to become the kind of person who doesn't take disrespect from females. Why are you going to take disrespect from people? Why are you going to have a woman live in your house? And if someone breaks into the house, you have to go downstairs and face face an attacker who could have a fucking machine gun. You have to go down there as a man to protect her. But when you ask her for a cup of coffee, she's going to give you attitude. Mm-hmm. And you're going to accept that shit. You're going to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, she's had a long day. I don't give a fuck how long your day is. Mm-hmm. I asked for coffee. I pay for this house. I'll risk my life to keep you alive. If you don't want to make me a cup of coffee, that's perfectly fine. Pack a fucking bag. Get out. I've had that exact situation happen to me. And girls go to me, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out. You're crazy. You're you're the most crazy. And they'll leave. And then they'll be texting me for fucking months. The crazy man. Then they want the crazy man back. Then they want the crazy back. Yeah. I believe it. Do you guys believe that? Yes, I I do. For specific reasons. Um... Do you, do either of you know about the the clinical research that was done where they basically established like why gambling is so addictive? Because if it's a randomized reward, um, you come back for it more often. Uh, so if you're in a reward system, and they did this with rats initially, uh, if you set it up so that they hit a button and they get a treat, they eventually lose interest. They get full or whatever. If you teach them to do it so that every five times they hit the button, they get a treat, they get bored with it whatever if you randomize it so 
that one time it's after five, one time it's after 10, one time it's a hundred times that they have to hit the button, it becomes addictive because it taps into a, and addictive might be not, not be the perfectly like spot on word, but it draws you in and keeps you engaged. And that same sort of thing applies to abusive behavior. When you have a partner who treats you like shit all the time, you uh, eventually there's going to be a time where they're nice to you or they're going to do something that is that reward. And it, it does draw people in. Like I've, I've been in this situation and I've seen a lot of other people do it where you stay because there's a reward and the reward seemingly wipes everything else in the past away. And even when you become aware that it's, that's happening, it's still a really difficult thing to overcome. It's, it's like knowing you have an addiction and then quitting is knowing you have an addiction is, is not hard to recognize, but quitting is hard to do. Uh, That same psychological mechanism applies in abusive relationships and it keeps people coming back, and it keeps them around. So, do I think that his life looks anything like what he just described? Fuck no. But I do. Do I believe that he is an abusive enough partner to establish that sort of connection with somebody, so that like once he's cut them out, they are are fiending for that validation that they only get one one every fifty or or hundred fights? It's entirely. Not even just possible. I would say it's entirely likely. This dude is very clearly an abusive piece of shit. Yeah, this is just like a. Would you? It's almost like a literally like a virus for creating trauma in just relationships. Like he's literally having all these traumatic relationships, traumatizing other people, and then instructing all these traumatized already men to go out and traumatize more women. Like it's just, it's shit wall to wall. This is terrible. This is so bad for everybody. Coffee, I'll make the coffee. I'm sorry. I just didn't like the way you said it. Your tone, bitch. I talk to you in your tone. I fucking want to my house. And that's not an act. It's not about being an act. It's just who I am as a person. I'm not a mean person. I'm a nice guy. But there's <laughs> boundaries and limits, and I have my view of the world, and you comply to my view of the world, or you get replaced. Do you ever have to apologize, make amends to women for things you've done? Or another another no, reason for another reason for full communism. You can't treat people like this if they don't depend on you for housing. If they don't depend yes. on you for things. It's like, imagine the kind of relationships people would be in if they were literally just doing it voluntarily. If they weren't depending on anyone for anything material. No, it's so fucking crazy. And, like, that's such a big part of, like, everything going on with, like, the abortion thing, right? And, like, the dynamics that, like, an unwanted pregnancy creates, like, within a fucking abusive relationship, right? Because you've got another tether in that scenario to a douchebag like this, right? And it's another facet that, you know, it's just going to affect, it's just going to affect this dynamic in all the worst ways. Apologize because I make mistakes. Everything I do is conscious. So even if I do something you don't like. How do you know that? How do you know that everything you do is conscious? Because I know exactly what I'm doing. How do you know that? Okay, give me an example. Okay, so I'll, when I <laughs> well, say how, that, how can you, well, how can you know that? How do you, how can any of us know that we're perfectly conscious? Uh, there's no way I've done anything in a relationship and was like, "Oops, shouldn't have done that." Ever. I fucked her. Yes, I fucked her. Yes, I did it. Yes, I knew I was going to do it. Yes, that was my intention. Yes, I did it. I'm sorry it's hurt your feelings, but I did it because I wanted to do it. So I'm not going to pretend I didn't want to do it. And and I really do think that in relationships, especially especially with women, because uh, I get this all the time from men, because I, I have a whole bunch of guys who cannot believe, like me and my long-term girlfriends, and they see me posting all these other girls, they're like, surely your girl, your girl sleep with other men too? I'm like, no. Oh, but she sees you cheat. I'm like, so? But because there's a whole level of cowardice to... to... You mute it, Mike. My bad. I think that's a perfectly healthy relationship dynamic, don't you guys? Where you can never make a mistake like literally you never do anything wrong in a relationship. I think that you, that's a very objective adult way to view yourself and your actions, right? You're definitely not just like justifying all your shitty behavior after the fact with some kind of crazy circular logic. That's definitely not what's happening. He's just totally conscious. He's an enlightened being. Like I've, I I live in America. I've clearly seen women be dehumanized before, but the level that he takes it to is blowing my fucking mind. 
I do yeah. love though. He kind of boils it down to the exact epitome of like what like a really insecure guy wants from their partner is for them to be able to just go out and you know have sex with whoever they want, and she will stay at home and be totally faithful to him. And it's like, bro, if you think that that's actually happening, you're at a level of self delusion that most people will never reach. Like, you think you're living consciously, dude? You have <laughs> no idea. Never made a mistake. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. Have made at least one mistake at some point, <laughs> but no, not one. You don't. You don't see women making videos like this, do you? Gotta I'm go sure down the there's got to be like some kind of toxic <laughs> femininity, right? There's got to be something. Yeah, I'm sure they're out there, but you know, it, that would be the exception, right? Crazy. Oh my god! If anybody hears this and they know of like, I don't know, what's like the female equivalent of like the red pill, like where they're just like, yeah, yeah give us the female like, Andrew Tate. Give us the female Andrew Tate. I want to. <laughs> we want to see that. Well, <laughs> Dude, years ago, there was a tweet that went viral. I, th I think it was a tweet or whatever, but it was uh, the all sex is rape kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm sure like that level of, of kind of feminism unhinged mm -hmm. is out there. But I mean, at least that's like do a material analysis of that. And you can at least sort of see that as someone recoiling in horror from the experiences that they've already had where you can even if you don't relate to it and you don't condone it, you, you understand that it's coming from a place of fear and trauma. Right. As to where this is, is just vile. Yeah. Like, yeah this the is only... still coming from a place of fear and trauma, but it manifests in a way that's just so extremely harmful to the world. Yeah, it's heinous. Let's keep listening. Oh. So lying about things. I think that's what annoys women the most. So I'll give an example. If I, if I, if I have a girlfriend and I go on, out on a night out and I fuck someone, and then she catches me, and finds a text message, I'm like, oh, I don't know who she is. Oh, no, it wasn't me. It was my friend. Mm -mm, I lie. And then she catches me again, and she knows I definitely did it. Now I've just come across the pussy. But if she goes, what's this? Got drunk, caught some girl. Don't remember her name. I'm really sorry about it. If you want to leave, leave. But obviously I love you. She doesn't matter. So it's okay. Boom. Like, there's a whole degree of... I really believe part of them respects you for that. The part of them are like, at least you didn't lie. Like, they, they respect how on. How about just being honest and say that you want a polyamorous relationship and then maybe have like equality. Like maybe just say that you don't want a monogamous relationship and then just be honest about that instead of like saying, oh, I want monogamy and then just cheating all the time. Like, No, because this dude's insecurities would never, never, ever allow that to happen for him, right? Like he could never be with somebody that would willingly go out and have sex with somebody else, right? Because it would destroy him mentally and the way he looks at the whole situation, you know? I hear you, but like this dude in particular, he would never <laughs> do that, you know? <laughs> I will I will say that, uh, uh, oh, damn it, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, that's right, we'll pick back up on it. Nice and brutal you are about it. So I don't apologize for anything, even if I do shit they don't like, because I did it on purpose. So why am I? So I'm not sorry. So I'm not gonna lie. But no, I did. I, no, I was a shitty person intentionally. Yeah, yeah. I, don't rob, I don't rob grandmas. I don't steal from nobody. I don't hurt nobody. I genuinely believe I'm a good person. And the world has become so skewed now. If you're a man who believes in himself and has and has honor and stands up for what he believes in, you're viewed as bad. <laughs> People think I'm a bad person. I don't really know why. I believe yes. in what I believe in. I live yes, you my do. Own principles. I don't really hurt nobody. Well, like, but somehow I'm evil. Is it painful that people don't see that about you? That you're a good man? No. Doesn't bother you? Does it, it, no, it genuinely doesn't bother me. I, I, so a lot of people Seems like it might. don't care what other people think. And that's a lie. Everyone cares what You know, to bring it back to just vulgar capitalism again, it's like, you notice how he says, I don't go around stealing. I don't go around robbing grandmas. I don't go around like hurting anyone. It's like, no, you're going around inflicting emotional trauma on everyone you're in a relationship with at any level. But because you're not taking money from them, now you're just moral. It's funny how that kind of weird system of values works in this society. It's like, yeah, you can just not rob people. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. like literally going around emotionally hurting everyone that you're dealing with. And then also, not this whole to mention thing, the fact that I have seen him say that it. I wish I could uh, knew the exact quote so that I could contextualize it better. But he he has advocated hitting women now. It wasn't, I don't, I don't think it was an admission that he had done that, but it's obviously 
that if he's saying that that's an okay thing to do. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you get from uh, it's okay to hit women to I would never hurt anyone. Like you're you're literally n- just make like saying a list of things that you do that hurt people, and you admit to like all sorts of violence, assault, but somehow you get back to I'm a good person that never hurts anyone. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mike, like you said, like the manifestation of like the preeminence of private property rights versus you know just your own like human rights and your you know rights to you know not be subjected to literally physical violence in this case it's okay with him right yeah (laughs) but also real quick like you said earlier nick him protesting too much it's like yeah i always know that i'm a good person because i'm going on youtube telling everyone how people don't think that i'm a good person it's like yeah and you know that i really don't care because i keep going on youtube videos saying how much i don't care I mean, I don't know who this interviewer is, but it seems like he's almost like fucking with him a little bit. Kind of, right? Right. Like, I don't know. I'll have to look this up later, but the guy just seems kind of like. I believe that because I was thinking about that as I watched it. And yeah. I, I can't tell if he's antagonizing him, but like very discreetly, <laughs> or if he's just on the, like, because he's giving this guy a platform to speak. So I'm inclined to think that at the very least, he somewhat agrees. Well, the fact that it got, like, this interview made it into the advice compilation is kind of strange to me on like, yeah. it's like it's on his own YouTube channel. So he must think highly of this clip and he must not either realize that this dude is like kind of fucking with him. Cause it, I mean, I guess you kind of have to see the video, like the interviewer just has this wry look on his face. And I just from watching it, it just seems to me that the interviewer is smarter than Andrew Tate and knows exactly what Andrew Tate is doing, which is just going on display all his baggage for everyone to see. And it's just like, the interviewer's like, really? So you just think you're, Fully conscious, you're just the the Buddhist. You're the monk right there. You're you're, you're the Zen monk. Yeah. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't brush your hair. You wouldn't wear clothes. You wouldn't. You would nothing. Like if you really didn't care what other people think, your whole your whole life would be a lie. So we all want to have some kind of social standing. I want, and I've always wanted people to see me as successful and intelligent. And and I have now reached a point where those two things are impossible to deny. If you anything else you think about beyond behind all those things, I don't care. Oh yeah, he's smart and he's rich, but as soon as you say but, I don't give a fuck. I've done my job. Most niceness is complete garbage in the world. I actually think he's a smart guy. Nice I'll be honest. Like I think show me a nice. I think the Andrew Tate is an inherently intelligent guy. That doesn't mean he's a well-read guy. That doesn't mean he's actually like looked into anything to back up his opinions or to base them on. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole thing. It's like. I've been harping on it a lot lately, but there are so many people, particularly in America, who have very strong opinions based on absolutely nothing, based on like yeah. literally just passive passive absorption of media and headlines their entire lives that they have never once bothered to investigate even, even the slightest bit. And that's what this guy is. He's just like, this guy is not a reader. This guy is not, and it's not even that you have to read. Like, you can consume any medium. You can literally find stuff on YouTube videos if that's your thing, if that's the way you prefer to consume it. But like there's a big difference between like pop psychology stuff or like pop history and like just like the mainstream, like watered down kind of, uh, I guess you would call it like, uh, I don't know, really just slick presentations of everything that leave out all the details or nuance of anything. And you can tell that that's what this guy's consuming. And that's why everything is just kind of a, a regurgitation of, I don't know, just like a Western general kind of selfish mindset. Yeah. What you got, Brandon? And in like a a sort of philosophical sense, I've had the conversation a lot with various people over the years, and it applies really intensely here, of what is intelligence? Because I've known people who could recite facts to you. I I, I met a libertarian guy last year on on a crew I was working on that he had like an almost photographic memory. He would watch like these documentaries and retain everything. And he did not know what the fuck to do with any of that information that he absorbed. He had no uh, like process, no analysis, no critique. It's just, I saw this thing. They cited 10 facts. I now know 10 facts. I'm yeah. not going to check to see if they're true. I'm not going to see if they were uh, presented. I am not going to pursue any of this information further. I just now know 10 facts. But you can't and, critically apply those facts. Yeah. And he he would just... He loved to tell people like the things that he knew and like, you know, I'm exaggerating somewhat. Like he would 
uh, usually find ways to make them fit within his narrative. But I, at no point would I ever consider this guy an intelligent guy. And I personally, I, I think it ultimately comes down to critical thinking skills. And so that's what I'm thinking here, because one thing I will not take away from Andrew Tate, he has, uh, I don't want to use the word charisma necessarily, but there is something about the way he speaks that holds your attention. Uh, I, uh, you, did you want to say something? No, it's just that, what you just said, the way he speaks, and then also like, I guess the context in which which he could be considered quote unquote smart. I don't know. Maybe this is off, but it almost reminds me of like the way Trump is smart. And it's more that like, he's got a primal instinct to kind of glom onto certain things. And he's also aware of like what advances, what he's trying to present. Right. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but like a primal instinct for like being in a certain situation and saying the things that he knows are associated with him and that are going to advance like what he's trying to present, you know, because, I do think like Trump in a way is, is good at that, right? I don't think he's necessarily, you know, classically wise or intelligent, but he's smart at dealing with certain situations, right? And there I guess I'm getting a little that bit of are that. Not intelligence. Right. Yeah, it is a weird social skill. Like I get the impression that if you were to try to talk to this guy about anything, he would just shout over you and like people would feel like he got his points across better just because they would be willing to talk. And that's what like people like this do like you can be very confident in your completely uninformed opinions based on nothing and it will convince a lot of people and i think that's a problem that a lot of them run into like i think andrew tate's fans just like trump's fans run into people in their daily lives or online who are smarter than them and aren't falling for the same propaganda as they are because they're not dumb and then when these people try to repeat it it doesn't come off as well as when this guy does it because they don't have his mannerisms they don't have that skill that this guy has and it's like yeah, these guys just stay frustrated. Well, a, a thing that I've become acutely aware of because I just started editing our show is how much I fumble over my words, how much I say like or uh, I pause. Um, Mike, you're much more well-spoken than I am, but you still do it every now and then. The instances of him using like placeholder words or fumbling over himself when he speaks is, is nearly fucking non-existent. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm forced to, like, because he doesn't have any genuinely intelligent takes no. <laughs> Not one, dude. um any any critical analysis at all even a little bit any of his arguments would fall apart he has no internal dialogue that says i should think twice about this but he can articulate what he thinks and what he feels perfectly yeah yeah in so much but as if, he even knows what he thinks or feels right but if you tried to challenge him he'd be like your crybaby pussy, like fuck off, and that would that it, it would, would be, be that would be the extent of it. I guarantee, yeah, every argument would be he'd have to break it down to the individual level, and it would come down to, well, I'm a UFC fighter, people know me, I've got money, you know, because the whole thing is like, oh, I don't care what people think about me, as he says. Well, of course, people, I care what people think about me. That's why I wear clothes, and that's why he's like sitting in a super nice house recording this video, but. You know, yeah. but, you know and, I was just UFC thing. I looked that up too. He has one professional fight and one amateur fight. Oh Jesus! I thought he was like a famous dude. Unless his Wikipedia article, which I'm sure he edits closely and would not allow to speak a falsehood, has him listed as having one professional and one amateur fight, both wins, but uh, hardly enough to validate him as a fighter. Yeah. But now he now he's just because I was reading about him before this, and now he's just getting into the the celebrity aspect of it right like i think the whole thing is like he's gonna fight one of i don't know one of those stupid fucking paul brothers or something like that so it's just falling into that vein right exactly exactly well let's see if we can get to these last four minutes in the 15 minutes we have left on our recorded time yeah person i see a snake you let me a person who's nice to everyone oh hi oh hi oh hi i just i don't you know they're full of shit they don't like everybody Nobody likes everybody, you know, so there's the degree of integrity and honesty. Hey, maybe he has one good take. Me being disliked. <laughs> and that means the people who do like me at least sit there and go, you know what, Tate, like Trump, says what he means, means what he says. So I don't want to be viewed as nice because that's a whole bunch of garbage anyway. So I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me because I know I'm a good person. He succeeded I there. I don't go out on my way to harm anyone. I know I've got a good heart. I know I've done well for people around me. I've never robbed, stolen, never done any of those things. So, um, 
Yeah, and if that translates across, good, because it's true. So it should. Don't sit there and like go back to my book and go, what did I write about that? Exactly. It's who you are. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, it has to become who you are. Because if it's not who you are, you can only fake for so long until someone calls your bluff and you get checked. If right. you fake that you don't give a shit and then she walks out the door and you actually give a shit, game's up. And yeah, it doesn't matter how good you are with women. I've had women who I've told to fuck off and they've never texted me again and I've lost them. Mm. You've got to be prepared to lose to win. Yep. That's you know, why. like I, I use chess a lot because I'm a chess player. plates. Yep. There's the chess again. guys come to me and they tell me their sob story by email. And they're like, what should I do? I'm like, leave her. Like, oh, but I love her. I was like, in the situation you're in, the only chance you have of victory is it's such a, it's like a what? queen sacrifice. All right, so victory, right? Like, <laughs> Jesus you, Christ. It's right a zero-sum game of like me winning, of me winning and dominating a woman. That's it. The last thing he said was it's, it's like sacrificing your queen. <laughs> That's a very healthy way to view relationships. I think you should view them as competitions that you have to win. Every single day, I think that's exactly how you want to go through your life. I think you have to be competing with your partner rather than like trying to build a relationship or a life together. Right. That's exactly what you should be doing is competing with each other. That's not stressful at all. I don't imagine why anybody would, would not want to do that. But like, it's just so fucking toxic to me. And like, this guy, absolutely, you can tell, was a pickup artist. He was definitely into the pickup artist shit. Like, can you imagine this dude being in like a relationship or a scenario where like his partner made more money than him? It oh would, God. it would fry. It, it, he wouldn't be able to do it. Like, he couldn't look at it and say, "Hey, like this is good for us together." Because, like you said, like we can build something good together, and we're in this together. It would just like he would feel totally, totally emasculated. Okay. Um. Do do we think that he? feels that the way that he lives or claims to live is actually the way that all men should live. Can you imagine? Because, like, uh, he, he, the way he answers uh, some of the, oh, I got this email kind of uh, questions, like, it kind of uh, isn't super clear to me. But, like, just mathematically on its face, if you think all men should fuck every woman that they want to, but you don't think that women should fuck any more than the one person they're fucking with, mathematically that does not work out. Well, that's where we come in. That's where us soy boys come in. Like, we have to exist as placeholder soy boys, and then these guys just fuck all our women for us. Like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I haven't been having sex in my relationship ever. It's all just been this dude. He's been coming over. And I guess that's how the master race gets created. There you go, bro. <laughs> cool. Some chess. Maybe it'll all go wrong. Maybe it'll all go right. But if you don't do the queen sacrifice, you're going to sit there and it's going to be ground down and slowly pressured down and lose the game. You're going to mm -hmm. lose the game and time's running out. So you better do something drastic now. A hustler's university shop. Maybe you can try and not there. talk over his fucking recording, but yep. Then it was, it was yeah, like, this just reminds me of, like, the Alex Jones shit where, like, all of it is predicated upon selling bullshit online, right? Like, what kind of... We, we should go on and, like, paste some like links to the hustler shop just so people can kind of see and i can't even i don't even know what's on there but i can only imagine like what the shirts say it's gonna be Wait, hoodies. Tate the love child of alex jones and jordan peterson <laughs> there mean... it is it was always over if you leaving is not enough to make her talk to you nicely how long is she gonna sit there until she sucks a new dick Right. Like, it, it, are those few weeks really that much more important? Like, but people just ain't got the balls. They're not prepared to, to take the risk. I've, I've lost loads of girls doing that shit. But the mm -hmm. ones who stick around are absolutely and utterly compliant. And, and that's how you got to be. And this is another reason why I talk about Jesus. how important it is to have numbers as a guy. Lots of guys are like, well, what if I just want one girlfriend? I was like, if you want one girlfriend, you better go fuck 20 chicks. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to end up with one good girlfriend. The world we live in now, like... I'm not saying you good girlfriend being girl, totally compliant. Some blueprints yes. You need to go out there and you got to run the game a bit to find one that isn't a complete mess to begin with. Like you're going to pick something. If you're going to fall in love with the first girl you bang, she might have a whole host of issues. Why are you dealing with that shit for? You know, it's like you want to build a race car. You want to start with a Ferrari. You don't want to start with a fucking pedal bike. What's the mm -hmm. point. So yeah, like, yeah. also having the game and being able to have access to lots of females is ultra important. Even if you have the, the goal of being the trad con, one man, one woman, even if that's your goal, you still need to have access to a whole bunch of chicks or you're not going to have a good selection. Mm -hmm. This is the world we live in now. So yeah. I've had guys email me. Say, I don't yeah, I mean, I know personally 
the way that I go about finding the most well-adjusted women that I want to be in a long-term relationship with is to go out preening, make sure I'm like super well-dressed, make sure it's all about appearances. Uh, you want to go to like the hot clubs where all the other very self-absorbed, most vain people are hanging out. You want to talk to them at a purely superficial level and you want to be really standoffish and competitive about the whole thing. It's got to be like a like a really advanced mating ritual where it's all a big competition from start to finish. And that's how you meet the healthiest, most well-adjusted people that you definitely want to be with forever. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm saying this partially to make fun of him, but partially out of a genuine curiosity. I wonder what the age range of women he likes is. Because mm. I would assume he likes them young, mm -hmm. criminally so. Yes. But without joking at all, I th I think that he has to like want 18, 19, 20 year olds who uh like and I'm not saying this is like a uh, young women are this just young f people are more impressionable and yeah. I can't imagine like somebody who actually has a few years of living under their belt putting up with this bullshit. Yeah, they've met one Andrew Tate and never again, right? Yeah. Like absolutely. You could tell like guys like this they have to prey on like women who have not been socialized enough to to see this guy coming from a mile away. And I think yeah. that, like, it's... He's dated a lot of girls that were homeschooled. There you go, buddy. He nailed it. Uh. All right, two minutes left to the to the listeners, so... I didn't know the yeah, video was going to take up our whole hour tonight, but whatever. Yeah. I don't want to be a player, Tate. I want to be a good man. I'm like, well, you better be a player first. Mm -hmm. You better be a player first. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. You're going to, what, you're going to, you're going to double down on the first chick you bang? Yeah. I'm joining the Marines in the USA. What do you think? I think you're a fool. You're a fool. Yes. Okay, this is unironically his only good take. He has it for all the wrong reasons, but I watched this whole video earlier. This last bit is his only good take of the entire thing. It's also when he looks the most like Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> yeah. You're going to go die for what? Biden? I'm trying to protect American freedom. Yeah, you're going to protect the freedom of those people in Nebraska by going over to Yemen and bombing some 13-year-old farmers. Great Actually job. based. Yes. Yeah. Stupid. You ain't protecting Correct. nothing. But profits for companies that don't care about you. They'll force you to take injections. Correct. You want. Well, that's... That, that, <laughs> yeah, except for that could get into some... Uh, that gets into some uh, transphobia shit right there, right? <laughs> or I, I didn't hear that part. Well, I mean, maybe I'm. Well, he's talking about COVID, I think. I'm but um, I'm, they will use experimental vaccines on army and marines and shit. So oh, he's sure. actually not even that far off there. I gotcha. Okay, my head's in a different place with all uh, like I, the. I had a friend who left the navy because they were going to use an experimental vaccine on him, and he was like, "No, fuck that. I'm not taking that." And it, it actually ended up fucking up a lot of people. Oh damn. Oh. Okay. Well, in that case, maybe he's actually still on. Um, okay. I I bet he does not know about any of that. <laughs> I was getting into like, I guess my headspace is in this whole like turf thing lately where people are talking about like, it's like a big, big pharma thing to like inject your kids with stuff. To, you know, that's where I thought where he was going with it, you know? So we'll see. No, that for they wanted to make... That'll be a whole nother hour. Yeah. 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 A fool to defend any of these globalist systems. You should only protect yourself and your boys. That's right. <laughs> now we're off the rails. You get rich. I fought for myself, became a world champion, got some money. Why are you gonna fight for America? You're not gonna get any money. Get your leg blown off. Walk. So, like again, this is why, like off the jump, because I watched it earlier too, Mike. Like this is why I said the individualist thing, right? Because like, yes, like he starts to critique systems, but it's like goes back to "fuck you, got mine," right? And like that's that's the American ethos in most ways, right? I like that he had three or four really good takes. Yeah, and then immediately like, no, fuck you! I'll fight for me and my boys. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. immediately goes to globalists and then ableism. Like, fuck people who lost a leg. It's like, okay, bro, yeah. what the hell? Like, <laughs> right. Crow one leg, Mister Limpy, saying, "Well, at least I, I, I served my country and I'm proud." And uh, you're Mister Limpy, G for what? For Biden? He doesn't care about you. Don't be stupid. Don't be dumb. Limpaton, limp your ass out of my chat. Yeah, that's Andrew Tate, everybody. So glad I know more about this guy now. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think of that one for a first? Fuck it, we'll do it live. I think that's all right. It went well.
about as live as it gets. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it went as well as I think it could have, considering the guy we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we'll wrap it up there. Everybody check out the Intervention Podcast. Check out the Cars and Comrades Podcast. Of course, check out Turn Leftist. And I'm going to try and get everybody together, uh, whoever I can from other lefty podcasts, to do this once a week. And if we can do like a weekly news roundup. Uh, but yeah, if we can have a little fun and not have to put too much effort into it, I think this would be a good thing. Do you guys have anything else before we close it out? I'm good. No, nah, man. Thanks for organizing this. I think it'll be fun. Hell yeah. yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed this one. Hell yeah. Can't wait to I'll do it again. I'll be a little bit more prepared next time. Yeah, I think we, we we will have plenty to talk about, considering I expected to do like two other topics tonight, and we just did the one thing. Well, but the world's crumbling around us, so we're not short on things to talk about. Yeah. All right, cool. Everybody let us know what you think of this, and uh, if you guys like it, we will do more. All right, take cool. care, comrades. Take it easy. See y'all.